Welcome to the first ever Lone Star Collective podcast. This is episode number one. Your host, Jesse Williams, joining by our, our executive director of the Texas Cannabis Collective, my co-pilot for the episode, Austin. How you doing? Oh, man. Uh, excited. Uh, ready to ready to chop it up. Talk about things that are happening locally, uh, statewide, federally. And uh, really just excited to get out there and, uh, you know, share a message, a conversation uh, across the state and really across the region. Yeah, it's, this is monumental for us. We've been trying to get this up and off the ground for, what, over a year now? And it's Yeah, just been... I think we wanted to do it the right way. And so uh, by waiting, being patient, waiting for the right pieces to fall in place, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's... Man, it was before COVID we were wanting to start this, and then COVID kicked in, and it was like, well, crap. Yeah, uh, COVID. We're in this. Not we're not unique uh, to a lot of the problems that uh, put a halt on things for most everybody. Um, yeah, we uh, we had we're we're about a year and a half behind on where we originally wanted to be, but I think in the grand scheme of time. And when we look back on history and we talk about 2020 and maybe the first half of 2021, especially during the snowstorm of 2021, um, you know, people will be very likely to forgive anybody for not getting anything done. <laughs> and it's strange. There's 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 things that it's like, hey, I get it. You couldn't get that done. COVID happened. And then there were people who excelled in COVID like the construction industry like went nuts and boomed during COVID. A friend of mine, his dad is a superintendent on construction jobs in downtown Austin. He's like, man, my dad's making bank. Has been since COVID started because just construction went through the roof. Uh, another another example is we saw like distilleries um, that switched to making, you know, pure hand sanitizer. And we started to see uh, a lot of uh, – places like that that started doing other you know things to kind of help so well, yeah, uh, yeah there was dispensaries too dispensaries were making hand sanitizer people were like i can't get my cbd oil because they're making hand sanitizer uh i think the the one thing the one highlight we can take from COVID 19 is that it was where we first discovered that yes indeed cannabis is a uh, essential business and you know in places where it was legal it was not one of the industries that were um, shut down, if you will, or put on for, you know, workers were put on furlough. In fact, they started seeing record amounts of revenue in sales. So, um, you know, I think Texas could learn a lesson there. And it was, it was amazing during that time. Cause like I'm in mm -hmm. Austin and you're in Dallas and Austin specifically left out CBD hemp products as part of essential items. And then, outside of it was inside of Waco there's a little town called Beverly Hills where a shop owner was like no I consider myself an essential product and there's people who rely on this for healthcare 
took it to court, and the judge said, you're right. There are people who, you, who are using this for their health care. So it is an essential item, and like everybody else just fell in line with that. So it was nice to see that at least early on we saw a legal decision where it was like, yo, cannabis is a necessity. Indeed. Um, and But th- that was no secret to any of us who have been you know, working towards uh, transitioning cannabis from, you know, a, a prohibition era of enforcement to a fully regulated, you know, intaxed, legalized system. So uh, those of us who've been around in the cannabis game, we've known that cannabis has always been essential for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. So the fact that, you know, I think the, the, the fun thing to see was that now that it is legal in so many places, we were able to actually see exactly how essential uh, of, an, uh, of an, you know, a necessity it, it, it is for a lot of people. So, Jesse, real quick, um, you just kind of, I feel like we need to let people know about who we are, what we do, that the who, what, where, when, why kind of thing well and we'll be letting eddie eddie's on the phone with us eddie velez from oak cliff but real quick we're we'll tell everybody who we are we're the texas cannabis collective we are becoming a non-profit in the state of texas a social welfare group looking to change the cannabis laws in texas not only by advocating in person at the capitol but by highlighting businesses and organizations in our communities that are going above and beyond excelling taking a look at the people that are doing, putting the best foot forward and getting people news about what's taking place mm-hmm. in the cannabis industry. Would um, you think I missed anything there, Austin? No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think our biggest goals is to make sure that we deliver accurate breaking news, which we have a very long history uh, and consistency in doing. Also, advocating and you're right, highlighting other organizations that are. Um, working towards more reasonable cannabis policies in the state. Uh, And we're not afraid to, you know, we're not afraid to, you know, maybe work outside of what other organizations are doing. Um, We want to make sure that sensible cannabis legislation is getting passed, even if that means um, supporting somebody outside of our own personal political um, followings. So we, you know, we have a history of working bipartisan with people from all walks of life. Uh, we, we understand that cannabis is a bipartisan issue and that it really, you know, it Definitely. touches everybody. Exactly. And I say the last thing that we do is we're all about community integration, right? So we've started doing monthly events, monthly meetings. We've uh, attached ourselves to other events, marches, um, trade shows, uh, different things like that, uh, to bring awareness to cannabis and hemp and marijuana and uh, just you know all, all things the plant. So uh, outside of that, that's who we are. That's what we do. Uh, this this podcast is hopefully another avenue by which we can reach the masses and continue uh, pushing the agenda of ending uh, par- uh, marijuana prohibition descheduling marijuana from a schedule one to something much lower. (laughs) So we have Eddie Velez of Oak Cliff Cultivators on the line here with us this evening as our guest. How you doing, Eddie? Pretty good, Jesse. What's going on, man? 
than much. This is our, our inaugural, our first episode, so it's quite an honor to have you as our first guest. That's about us. Your company has been a big supporter of of our meetings, our monthly meetings this last three months, so we, we greatly appreciate that. So we wanted to bring you on and talk about you and your business and when, and what you're doing in the community. I appreciate that, man. Um, awesome to you on the call, too, man. Good, 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 good to talk to you all both. Yeah, Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it, it means more than anything in the world to me that you're here. I really appreciate you, um, not just for all the endeavors that you're doing uh, through business in the state of Texas, but just really as a, as a friend. I'll let you guys know, Eddie is one of the most genuine people that I've ever met. And, um, you know, just talking to him for about five minutes, you'll understand why they're very successful. So, oh, man, I appreciate that. Appreciate that, Austin. So I wanted to start off with that I saw about in your about section on the Oak Cliff website. You'd spent right. 15 years in emergency management and managing large-scale disaster response and recovery operations. And you said, I decided to take the entrepreneur jump. I was like, I want to know what was it like working in that space before doing cannabis? And is that what motivated you to gravitate towards that? Yeah, man. Um, I feel like that was like a life ago, man, working in that industry. Yeah, man, I worked in emergency management for like like I said about like you said about 15 years man it was just I worked for FEMA so always always deploying to disasters we used to help coordinate response and recovery operations for hurricane response tornadoes ice storms evacuations all kinds of stuff man so that space was always moving you always had to be adapt adaptable you had to build relationships so all those all that experience I just brought that into with me to the cannabis side because you can't go nowhere without relationships that's I, I, I was saying I'm wondering like you talk about is FEMA and I've been yeah. in I've been in disasters myself where FEMA's had to show up so I can only yeah man given my own circumstances I can only imagine what other stuff you've seen like things that are devastating man I tell you one one of the worst ones I've ever been part of was the more tornadoes in Oklahoma I think that was 2013 where an F5 went through yeah. Oklahoma City I was it was terrible man those are F5s right that was the ones that just like completely destroyed the entire town. Yeah, it hit more, just kind of plowed through I-35, man. It was a mess, dude. It was, it was a terrible one, but that's that's one of the most memorable ones in my head. I think, uh, Eddie, I, I think that is kind of testament in and of itself. Uh, you see the transition because, you know, it takes really, to, to be in cannabis, it really takes somebody who really cares about people um, and wanting to help people, especially when they're, you know, at rock bottom sometimes. Right. Uh, and so I think that, you know, your move into cannabis, I think that really, that transition must've been pretty, pretty clear to you, huh? Man, crystal. It was crystal clear what I was going to do, man. Um, after Hurricane Harvey, that's when, you know, my wife and I decided like, you know, it's time we've been talking about this for a while, but when we saw, you know, Texas lobbying for, you know, the hemp bill, we saw it about to get passed. We were like, let's go ahead and let's do this and let's get in it. So we made the switch. She, my wife, Martha, she was in education for 16 years. So we both enjoyed, you know, public service. You know, that's where we come from. So it, it was easy for us. What well, gives you a good background? Your wife has a good background in getting the education out that's necessary behind these products when you have a new and emerging market like this, especially in right. Texas, because it's not like people were extremely knowledgeable about hemp or cannabis in general as opposed to like right. California where it's all over the place. Yeah, man, that's, you know, it's, that's what Martha brings to the table because we get a lot of people that come to our booth, whatever event we're at, and they have a lot of questions. And Martha's really good on identifying what the question is and, you know, delivering, you know, you know, the, actually answering their question and giving examples and kind of guiding them, you know, through, you know, what, what is hemp? 
and you know what what things are you know what options do you have so she's really good at navigating that space i also want to ask you about let's say i was out at the taste of texas hemp cup awards and uh i want you to tell us about the awards you've won over the past year because i said taste of texas hemp cup that was put on by our friends at grow house media in december of last year y'all y'all like a clean sweep on that almost yeah you blew up i mean it surprised the hell out of us man um it was you know think you know liz and and uh, Patrick, man, they uh, put on a great event, man. They brought all these farmers together, and it was a great competition. You know, a lot of those farmers, they, they entered that competition. I'm great friends with now, man. It's a, it helped, you know, build relationships as well. But, yeah, dude, we we took, what, six out of nine categories, including best hemp flower in the state of Texas. We got CBG Ice number nine. I think they called it the Ice Ice Baby, something like that. But, yeah, it was, it was great, man. Oh, man, I love I love you representing the DFW, baby. Like that really like somebody who like has been, you know, a part of the Dallas Metroplex um, and been to Oak Cliff many times, seeing seeing something so local uh, to me personally. Just, man, I love it. I love it for you. I appreciate that. Awesome, man. Yeah, man, we, we try to represent the community. Um, you know, you know, Martha and I and my I got a, a silent partner involved. He, we're all from Oak Cliff. We grew up in Oak Cliff. So we wanted to show the community, you know, you, you can do things and you can start your businesses. You can learn different things and you can take those jumps. So we want to inspire people to do the same thing. It's good that people can see that they come from this community, that there's, there's somebody they can look up to in this industry that's just emerging. So it's a, it's your great role model for these individuals coming out of the community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, also you talk about, you know, advocacy, you know, my, my father was locked up for selling marijuana when I was younger. He went to prison. I was raised by a single mom. So I, I got the impact. You know, I know what it is to be on the other side. And I think, um, you know, for, the, for those who've been impacted, we could bring a lot to the table. Well, we're going to, have to go into a, a short break here for a moment. It won't be very long. Let some of our sponsors come forward. I know you're one of them, Eddie. Oak Cliff Cultivators is. So you'll get to hear Disclaimer. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, you'll, get to, you'll get to hear your your brand new fresh sponsorship piece that's been thrown into our little sponsor break. So we'll be back here at the Lone Star Collective shortly after this sponsor break. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, with the co-host Austin Samhariri. We'll be right back. Blue Bonnet is a proud sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective. Blue Dream Blue Bonnet carries cannabis art, gifts, accessories, and more for you and your friends. Whether it be a pair of cannabis-themed leggings or a rolling tray, Blue Dream carries a variety of products. Visit BlueDreamBB.com to see their inventory and check back regularly as new items are updated. You can also find them online with Facebook and Instagram under the handle at BlueDreamBlueBonnet. You can visit them online again at BlueDreamBB.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit texascanaco.com. That's T-X-C-A-N-A-C-O.com. And click the contact tab. 
Oakleft Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oakleft focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products, quality, or to shop online today, visit oakleftcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakleftcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to the Texas Cannabis Collective, Lone Star Collective podcast. It's our first episode. We're here with Eddie Velez and of Oak Cliff Cultivators and Austin Sam Hariri, our executive director of Texas Cannabis Collective. Welcome back, gentlemen. We still have you here? Yeah, we're still here. Okay. I uh, want to make sure. <laughs> I was like, Sorry, wow. I'll tell you when to respond. Hey, we're, we're here. We're good. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Making sure everything runs smooth for the first show. <laughs> there you go. So far, man, this has been an awesome experience. Um, I just want to give you credit for uh, really uh, putting in the work to put this whole thing together. And, um, man, I'm just very excited for the potential for us to get out there and, and really reach a lot of people uh, uninterrupted because a lot of times through the work that we do through social media or at the Capitol in person, um, you know, we're not able to complete uh, a whole segment of, of thought in, in content. And so uh, I really appreciate you for making this happen. Well, it's no problem. So we, we left off, we were talking to Eddie, we had a question about, you probably about awards won at the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup. I wanted to ask if Eddie, if y'all have won any other awards since then, any of your other products have won anything. Man, no, we uh, we jointly entered oh, into. Uh, no, we didn't. We haven't won nothing ever since then. I'm hearing so many success stories. I was like, man, I, I hope Oak Cliff has gotten another award. I mean, that that strain. <laughs> I was surprised yeah. at how much it won there, and I'm seeing everybody else wins either some sort of other award. Man, I we, we do plan to. We plan to attend. A, I think uh, Sweet Senshi's throwing that uh, hemp, uh, Texas Hemp Festival. I think they're going to have some competition yeah. there, and then we, yeah. we're looking forward to going to the Taste of Texas Cup again. Yeah, the Texas Taste of Tech, not Taste of Texas, the Texas Hemp Harvest Festival is being put on by Sweet Sensi, our friends over that's, there as well. That's right. Yeah, the Harvest Festival. Yeah, they got, they got some some really high quality um, artists there. If you're especially if you're local to Austin. Uh, there's a lot of talent that's going to be there, and I'm interested in, in being there myself just to catch the vibe 
Um, you know, we don't always brand on top of other events. Uh, sometimes right. we just like to and, and experience it and be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Um, Kaimani Marley is going to be one of the headlining acts there. So Carson Creek Ranch, I believe that's in October. Yep, yeah, I think so. So it'll be great. More than likely, we'll all be able to meet up out there. It'll be a, another fun time between us all. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I got some new genetics and you know in the works, and hopefully they'll be ready by then. I got a Hawaiian haze and uh, some uh, some Bubba Kush, so hopefully maybe that's ready by then. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, that's something else I was gonna ask you about. That I had a question written down was, uh, can you tell us what sort of flower you're working with now? Like, what strands are you you putting forward? Yeah, man, I don't know if you, you knew, but um, we we lost our crop to that winter storm that came through, man. We lost a whole winter, winter grow and our mother stock, so we had to start from seeds, man. So we lost all the genetics we had last year except for the CBG ice number nine. So we got, we had got some seeds, and we're growing um, Hawaiian haze and uh, bubble kush, and we grew from seeds this time. So it was a it was a new experience for us. <laughs> yeah, that's another question I had. I was, I was like, that we had heard that the big Texas, as they say, snowvid freeze had a major impact on your crop. And I wanted I was going to ask you how that turned out for you because I've heard you're in harvest right now. So I'm wondering how that's going, being that snowvid took like a like wiped everything out. Oh yeah, man, it, it wiped us out. But you know, this it's the name of the game. Just got to you know adapt and overcome and just kept on moving forward man we, we were able to get back up and going full we're full throttle around april april time frame because we had to replace pumps water tank lines all kinds of stuff so but we got back up and running we got hopefully we get a good good yield this crop yeah, and i know y'all do indoors so it's not like the rain has been a major benefactor compared to other groups that they may be doing an outdoor grow and the rain has yeah, been man. very well for them. I'll tell you what, we, we grow in greenhouse space. You know, we got two greenhouses with 6,000 square foot in greenhouse space. And yeah, controlled environment, hands down, I love it. You know, the guys growing outdoors, man, that's that's a lot of work. I, that's that's a tough job. They're doing an awesome job doing that. I, I like the greenhouse. I like controlling it. It's been it's been doing well for us so far. So um, between this this Hawaiian haze and this Baba, well, you said Baba Kush, um, which one do you think you're going to be taking to competition this year? Which one's going to be the... Though. That Hawaiian haze, you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you tried our the Tokyo Joe, the sativa. It's a it's a long, it's a tall plant, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure the colors will come out, you know, just like the TJs. But it, it's super familiar with that one and similar, and I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that one. Awesome, awesome. That's that's good to hear. Let's say at least you were able to, like you said, bounce back, get back into the the routine of things, and get some plants growing. Because I imagine there's people that this hit, and they were like, I don't have, I can't do this. I don't have the funds. Um, I don't have. I don't have the time. I'm gonna do something else. And but you guys stuck to it. You put you put your guns to it, and you got it done. Yeah, I tell you what, man. We we got insurance, so we had insurance. So if those folks out there, you know, they're starting up, man, get the insurance is definitely worth it because it, it helped us out. It didn't cover everything, but it was a huge help. Uh, yeah, I, that I I'm impressed, Eddie, with the resiliency because that that has to be really disheartening to pretty much just lose everything on the back heels of COVID <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. And right. And having to pretty much just rebuild. But again, I think that really leans toward your experience in FEMA uh, dealing with a lot of people who probably just lost everything and had to restart. Um, and so it, you think there's some kind of connection there maybe that like being able, you know, just being from that back, um, that uh, put you a leg up and being able to come back this quickly to uh, start producing again. Oh, yeah, man. I think, you know, just 
you get thrown up all kinds of scenarios and situations. You just, you got to find opportunities, you know, even though we lost the crop, you know, we had opportunities to do a lot of replacement. We upgraded our greenhouse. We're doing new genetics and we're learning how to grow from seed. So it was a good, there was a positive out of it. So it was a great experience. I think you have any, um, I was going to ask you about the products you have, the, what would you consider some of the hottest products you have right now? And what do you think is driving those sales? Is it, is it possibly people just trying new stuff out or is it people coming and saying it's possibly it's pain, it's sleep, mental health, any of those things? Yeah, man, all the above. Seriously. Um, we were, we had a busy summer. We, we did all kinds of events. We did conferences. So we, we heard it all out there. I mean, people from PTSD, people want to get off, you know, prescription medic- medicine, people with depression, people with anxiety. I mean, there's all kinds of folks out there looking for some relief, you know, hopefully they find their way, you know, in, in the, in the, on the hemp side. But but there's a lot of folks out there and uh, and everybody just wants something non that's not prescription. You know, that's everybody's looking for the alternative health solution. Let's see, what would you consider your your best-selling items is it tinctures um smokables creams um what would you say is is really really going out the door with, with individuals looking for those types of remedies you know on on the on the flower side our, our flower sells pretty well so we we sell you know we sell them in jars the flowers fresh and we like the smell of it we give a lot of free smells out there at the event and people they just love the look of the, the look of the flower so that's been really good for us. You know, we we leaned, we leaned into the, um, we were avoiding getting into Delta 8, but we kind of, you know, we got our feet wet this summer with it, and that's been really great for us, too, on the Delta 8 side. Um, you, you guys, you guys dabble in some, some edibles too, right? Like you guys got different, uh, I've seen cakes, uh, other, other goodies. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do, we do edible. So we are, we got flower line, right? And then we do offer, uh, pre-rolls. Um, we do uh, edibles. We have uh, like we call it deep dish cookies that we use. Our number one seller on that kind of like it, it's the Tokyo Joe followed by CBG. And we have a, a an orange bunt cake. So uh, one of the cultivators, Robbie, he does. He's our chef, too. So he does all our edible line. It's, it's been great. It sells pretty good out there and out there in the markets. Yeah. I got to testify, like, um, when it comes to edibles, you know, people think that you can just put cannabis you know, infuse know. Yeah. it and throw it, throw it in something and people are going to enjoy it. And that's just absolutely not true. Like your products, they taste really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're great, man. And, you know, on our gum drops, we do a little met- old clip culture in there. We, we have a watermelon, watermelon lime with tahini and then mango with tahini. So we have to put some culture in those products, you know? Nice. Love it. My mouth is watering hearing about them. Like, um, yes. Oh, yeah. Gum drops. There you go. <laughs> you got the fat guy on the other side of the line all, all hungry now, man. <laughs> I know. I'm about to. Yeah, I'll throw you on that one. <laughs> so um, one of the more final questions I had for you was uh, talking about the 87th regular legislative session. Now that that's behind us, um, what do you personally feel was the biggest letdown for the hemp industry? with the things not passing man i i get it you know everybody's you know yeah it was you know politics got involved you know it's just what it is right now that i feel like everyone is so divided you know you're either you're black or white right now there's no there's no gray there's no there's no there's no compromise and i think that's unfortunate for us but you know 
we, you know, we got to take the small wins where we can and just kind of improve on it and just, you know, aim for the next, the next year, the next session and just kind of move forward and, you know, take what we we learned from this one is, you know, just keep doing it. I don't, I hate to dwell on the path. I like to move forward. I think we're also start doing the thing. Yeah. I, I heard representative King talk when I went to lucky leaf Dallas and I like the way he put it when the bill left the house was the bill was done in a way that everybody in the industry was happy. Right. The way it was written, right. everybody was happy. But when it made it over to the Senate, all of a sudden, like you said, it became divided. It became this weird political game. It, it did. It, it it spilled over into our environment, you know, which I was surprised, and it's it just it was it was kind of nuts. Well, we uh, want you to real, go ahead, Austin. Touch on, uh, to touch on that, I I, uh, I I understand that sentiment because those of us who are fighting on the social justice side of uh, the right. cannabis. Uh, that D8 it ended up playing its way in onto that side, which it really had no business um, right. making way over onto the the criminal justice side of things. Um, you know what me and Jesse both learned was there were forces uh, in the Senate uh, and at, at the very highest levels of the Senate, uh, without saying too much that really wanted to see D8 language put into some kind of, uh, and it was put onto the very first bill available to them. And, uh, and it happened almost spur of the moment. Uh, I think it was right upon third reading of the bill, uh, 2593, which was gonna make two ounces of marijuana concentrate a class B misdemeanor as opposed to a felony for any amount. Cause right now, any amount of THC concentrate, whether it's in a, a vape tank or whether it's in brownies or, or what have you, that is a felony in Texas. And that would have at least kind of softened the blow uh, if you will. And it, it really would have been a historic thing because we haven't seen any kind of penalties reduction in Texas since the early 1970s. So, uh, but the highest levels of the Senate, <clears throat> without saying names, uh, wanted that D8 language on that bill. Uh, and then at that point, we began to see a lot of contention between people in the hemp industry versus people who were trying to fight for social justice. Uh, and so you saw a lot of animosity, it felt, uh, on those two issues right. when we're all trying to fight for kind of the same thing, right? We're all trying to fight for social justice and advancing the hemp issue and medical marijuana and a, a, right. a, a adult use regulate, regulated market, right? So I totally feel you. And it, it really did feel within, within just the confines of hemp, the hemp industry, we really saw a lot of people being played against one another, which is how we're right. going to solve. Well, I wanted you to... Go ahead and tell everybody your website, Eddie, for Oak Cliff Cultivators and how they can get a hold of y'all and start buying your products. Sure, man. Uh, our website is uh, www.oakcliffcultivators.com. And you can email us at info at Oak Cliff Cultivators. That's I-N-F-O at oakcliffcultivators.com. Awesome. Do you have any, I'm going to ask you, do you have any specials or anything going on right now, anything that people should really be looking for? Yeah, go ahead. You, you can find more um, product new product coming your way we're working on a new uh, cbg oil so you'll see that here pretty soon so stay tuned for that one awesome well we thank you for being a guest here at our first episode of the lone star collective podcast from the texas cannabis collective 
and we'll hope you have a great evening. All right. Have a good night. Love you, Eddie. Later, man. And there he goes. That was Eddie Velez of Oak Cliff Cultivators. How do you feel about all of that, Austin? I mean, I, he's such a class act. Like, you really can't ask for more uh, people like him to be in this industry or really any industry. Uh, when you talk about honest folks, good people, hardworking, Texan, uh, local, um, you know, it's the total package. Yeah, I, I, I've always gotten along with him from, since I met them out at the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup. So it's always been a great experience with, with Oak Cliff. There's why they're successful. Yeah, just happen to be, I, I'm lucky. I would say we were able to surround ourselves with such great individuals in this space. Agreed. So we will be right back after another short sponsor break where we will be wrapping up. Like I said, that was our guest, Eddie Velez of Oak Cliff Cultivators, www.oakcliffcultivators.com. And you can contact him at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, with Austin Sam Hariri. Blue Bonnet is a proud sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective. Blue Dream Blue Bonnet carries cannabis art, gifts, accessories, and more for you and your friends. Whether it be a pair of cannabis-themed leggings or a rolling tray, Blue Dream carries a variety of products. Visit bluedreambb.com to see their inventory and check back regularly as new items are updated. You can also find them online with Facebook and Instagram under the handle at bluedreambluebonnet. You can visit them online again at bluedreambb.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit texascanaco.com. That's T-X-C-A-N-A-C-O.com. And click the Contact tab. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to Lone Star Collective Podcast, episode number one. 
I'm your host, Jesse Williams, joined by co-host Austin Zamhariri, our executive director of the Texas Cannabis Collective. Yet again, how are you doing? guys. Hi. <laughs> like, you just jump right in, like, feet first into the pool. Hi, you guys. <laughs> oh, man, that's exactly what I love. That's exactly what I do, except I'm doing a flip when I'm doing it. I, I get all too, un- I'm not gonna lie, I get uneasy doing flips and stuff. You couldn't even get me on a trampoline anymore to do a flip. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. The fat, the, the pizza's coming uh, out the fat boy's stomach. It ain't happening. Nope. Oh man, this was so fun. I really dig this. Like, uh, I wanted to have rotating hosts, but uh, I might pull rank and just do this again next week because this was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's just, you get to speak your mind about what's going on and talk to your friends and because everybody into this with me, this is friends, man. Like, it's it, I don't want to say, it's, but people are like you're supposed to be doing business, and it's like, no, man. These people are they're more than acquaintances that we know. They they hold a special place in our heart because, like I said, they're putting the good foot forward. And I think a big thing for us as an organization has always been, you know, we're more like we we get it. It takes money to do things, and and so you know, there are operational costs that need to be met and so money is a factor in things but uh for a lot of people in the cannabis space it's all about money when it comes to us we look beyond the money right uh we've been doing uh, we've been self-funding this effort for years and years and years um and now we're just now getting to a point where uh, we can do sponsorships and we can work with business just to cover costs uh so it, it feels really good to uh, you know be on a team of individuals who who care about a lot of you know main issues like social justice and consumer awareness and uh, you know constitutional rights and all just a whole host of items. And and it's not like all of us agree on everything all the time vehemently. Like we have our disagreements, and we still get along because, like we mentioned earlier, at the end of the day, we're all fighting the same battle to get to the same goal. And that's to change the laws on cannabis in Texas. Right. And make sure that we, you know, I I like to reiterate this all the time. You know, anybody and everybody that is living in this time frame right now is part of the transition team of moving something that in Texas has been illegal for uh, over 100 years to a burgeoning market that is supported by the community. And um, it's going to take some time to get it to look anything close to what you see in say Chicago or uh, Denver or Seattle. But eventually at some point uh, we'll get there and um, it will have been a huge honor and a great part of our legacy to be a driving force that helped make that a reality. Yeah, definitely. And say, we're not going to move at this this sprinting speed because Texas is not in the position of you mentioned like Chicago, it's in Illinois and they're, they're really, these states are really strapped for cash and Texas exactly isn't. We've got a rainy day. We've got a rainy day fund set to the side and we've had the rainiest of days and we don't touch it. (laughs) it Like every year they talk about it. Like, no, we're just gonna put more money into it. You know, the whole electrical grid might fail in Texas at any given point, but we have a rainy day fund. <laughs> it's hailing outside and like, no, we're not touching it. That's not rain. So um, 
We've got an event coming up. The Houston Hemp Market, is it called? Yeah. Speak so to, I will be. Uh, yeah, we've got we've teamed up with um, a good friend, some friends of ours, my friend Angie from Bodegas Brand in Houston. And we've been, you know, I operate out of the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Jesse, you're in uh, the Austin metro area. Uh, so, you know, we've got two pretty big regions of the state covered. Right. And um, but Houston is just it, it's the fourth biggest city again, you know, after the the, the latest um, census data has come out. Houston is still the fourth biggest city in the country. And it has it really is its own state. Like it's its own breed of people like it's its own culture very similar to El Paso you know El Paso is way out there like it's its own place its own people Houston is very much the same way and um you know we just I really felt uh from an advocacy standpoint uh from you know an industry standpoint just man we really wanted to to put help put Houston back on the map and, and really amplify a lot of the the good work and the voices that are being out there, whether it's from a policy side, industry side, culture side, we know that Houston is very vibrant. And so we teamed up to go to the East End Backyard, uh, which is an outdoor venue in Houston. And it's with uh, in coordination with the Houston Hemp Market is what it's called. And there will be several, um, you know, hemp cannabis vendors, um, novelty vendors. Uh, one I'm really excited about is Texas medical marijuana doctors are going to be there. So if you're interested yes. in getting if you're interested in getting involved with the Texas Compassionate Use Program and getting enrolled uh, with medical cannabis in Texas, and you're in Houston or in the Houston region, you should definitely show up and talk to these guys because they have one of the only Texas, you know, official Texas uh, clinics that have a pop-up dispensary inside of them, as well as physicians that will write you a medical marijuana script for Texas and, and they have medicine on site. So um, definitely come check them out. Come check us out. Cause I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be there personally. I'm coming down 45 to, uh, you know, bring hellfire and brimstone, <laughs> um, talking about cannabis. And if there's anybody that wants to get involved and, and, and wants to meet, uh, our brand and our organization, please come down. Cause uh, I'll have a table and a booth there and, uh, we'll be passing out information. I'll be speaking, um, you know, we'll be cultivating relationships there. So uh, we, we, we look to be in Houston quite a bit over the next, you know, the rest of our organization. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought up about the, the medical marijuana doctors that are going to be out in Houston, because in my own searches of who is providing what in Texas, I actually started stumbling upon online doctors that aren't located in Texas that. I guess their site isn't. And they say that they'll serve Texas. And what really got me tripped up was they were like, hey, we do a raffle where we will give away a free visit, like initial initial visit for a veteran. And but when you get ready to select a state, it says, no, we only can give this away in states where we're licensed to operate. And it's like, well, if you're not licensed to operate in Texas, how are you going to prescribe things to people in Texas like you say you're going to? So it's really go out, meet these right. people because they're one of the few legitimate. We have we have more than a handful of people in the state that can do it. 
our state has made it horrendously difficult to get a hold of them and find just even find out who they are. So it's great we've got these doctors showing up to these events. You get to meet them in person. And In fact, I would like to highlight Dr. Uh, Chung, who came and spoke at our first monthly meeting back in June. Uh, he's a teacup. He's a D- teacup uh, registered doctor, and he he prescribes medical cannabis uh, to patients in the North Texas area. So uh, we are definitely plugged in with uh, doctors, um, both uh, medical marijuana, vertically integrated businesses that are operating in Texas. Um, really up the supply chain because pretty soon we're going to start, you know, have, we have relationships with a lot of the top lawyers in the state. So, um, yeah, you know, if, you, if you're in, interested in anything, hemp, cannabis, medical marijuana, policy, industry, culture, whatever, please hook up, follow this podcast and then hook up with us in person because we're not afraid to show up and be a part of the public. You know, we don't hide behind social media pages. We, yeah. we are about community integration. And you're, 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 you've just changed your work schedule around. You're going to be going all over the state now. And part of what you talked yeah. about earlier was like Houston's got its own culture. El Paso's got its own culture. I've heard people say that the, the, the unique thing about Texas is we have like all the geographic scenery of like an entire nation compact into one state. And that's just how big our state is. We've got mountains, we've got right. desert, we've got rivers, we've got lakes. <laughs> we've got just about everything except for like a tundra. So there's different people all over the place. And you're about to be going out to meet all of them, aren't you? Uh, as many as I can. This this Friday, this weekend, I'll be in Houston. Uh, we're going to go do a little work out in the Palo Pinto area on Sunday. We're going to go to um, check out uh, some the scene out in uh, Mineral Wells and um, uh, Possum Kingdom Lake. Uh, next week, if if things work out right, which I think they're going to, I'll be going down to Brady to actually go visit the Oak Cliff Cultivators Farm uh, down in Brady, Texas. And then also the San Angelo scene, hopefully the same day. Uh, and then from there on out, Midland, uh, the Panhandle, the Coast, the RGV, East Texas, um, El Paso, Big Bend area. Uh, and when I say the border, I mean, you know, Laredo, Del Rio, um, all of the all of the towns along the border, because believe it or not, as close, you know, even as close to Mexico as it is, you know, cannabis is very vibrant down there as well. So oh, yes. and, and has has been for centuries. Um, you know, it, it it's uh, it's a blessing to be a part of Texas history, and um, we. I'm just very thankful. You know, for our team, Jesse, and for the ability to be able to go and explore. You know, all of this culture and all of this history that is that is unraveling before us. So, uh, yeah. We, you know, we aren't, we don't just call ourselves Lone Star or Texas for no reason. We, we really want to be a part of all of Texas, not just one specific region. Well, it's great. We're, we're slowly building. We're getting there. And the bigger we make the group, the louder we make the voice and the more we can change. We can, we can go from crawling to walking perhaps in the state with our cannabis by doing these things. So we always invite you to join us, be there, talk with us, 
we're all, me and Austin are almost willing to talk about anything. That's why we're here doing this podcast. Yeah, sometimes it gets hot too. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Texas is a hot state. We're a cold state yeah. and a hot state now. <laughs> so we invite you to join us. You can find our podcast. We're obviously going to be posting this up on Facebook, but you can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast. I think I saw Pocket Caster in the list of things. Pretty much if it's a major outlet, we're probably there. But like I said, the, right. the, the big three are Spotify, Apple, and Google. Automatically goes out when we post it up. So you can follow us easily or you can find us at texascanico.com, txcanico.com. We've got a contact tab. We're going to be trying to keep a better eye on that tab, that contact form. So if you got questions, shoot them, shoot them our way. And somebody in our team will try to answer it the best of our ability. Any final thoughts, Austin? You know, uh, you know, for a lot of us, it's, it's, it's hot this time of year in Texas. And so, um, you know, a lot of kids are starting back in school. It's kind of back to the grind. Summer is almost over. Um, but just let that be a reminder that, you know, when it comes to cannabis, the work isn't done. You know, we uh, we try to make sure that we're we're going every day. We're covering things. We're active on all of our socials. And, um, you know, don't if you if you ever get down and you, you ever think, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I could be accomplishing so much more. Uh, take take pride in the small victories take it from somebody who operates in texas where things just move at a snail's pace sometimes um enjoy those small victories and and celebrate those small victories and and take time to be with your family and your friends and celebrate those victories because you know that's uh, that's really what life is all about you know if you spend all your time trying to achieve the, the the super big major goal task your whole life will pass you by and you you'll have a lot of regrets. So, um, you know, just love each other guys, uh, peace, happiness, tranquility, equilibrium, much love guys. Alrighty. That is it for our first episode of the Lone Star Collective brought to you by the Texas Cannabis Collective, texascanico.com. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, your co-host, Austin Zamhariri. Adios. Thank you.